Welcome to Christian Natural Health with naturopathic Dr. Lauren DeVille. Christian Natural Health is the podcast on how to get and stay healthy God's way. You'll hear topics on nutrition, exercise, sleep, avoiding toxicity, meditating on scripture, what supplements to take, stress management, defeating anxiety and worry, how to reconcile Eastern medicine approaches with Christianity and a whole lot more. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lauren. Welcome back to another episode of Christian Natural Health. Today, I am excited to have Dr. Ian Holloman with us. Dr. Holloman's primary focus is to help his patients achieve their health goals through natural methods, including functional medicine, with ease of care and empowerment. He, too, has experienced the machine of traditional health care and strives to provide a different type of experience for his own patients. During his graduate studies, Ian became chronically sick and after eight providers found functional medicine doctor that guided him back to health and inspired his journey to master the art of natural medicine. He holds a master's in nutrition and functional medicine, certification in functional medicine through the Institute of Functional Medicine, and functional neurology neurofeedback certification through the American Functional Neurology Institute. Dr. Ian loves to do custom woodworking. He built the furniture in his office, Falconry, and spends time with his amazing kids to enjoy the great outdoors. Welcome, Dr. Holloman. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's so exciting to be here. Yeah, for sure. So tell us a little more about your own health journey. What was that process like for you as a patient? Yes, right. So, um, you know, I've, I've, I kind of think I had uh, uh, probably a very similar experience to a lot of your listeners. And uh, in grad school, I uh, was going through uh, what we call the hell quarter, which basically everything kind of got um, put together at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I was actually breaking up with my girlfriend at the same time. Oh, so there's this massive level of stress in my life. Um, and I did not have the best coping mechanisms for those stress. Gotcha. Um, needless to say, I was pretty typical as far as my diet and you know, I'm learning how to be a, uh, become a chiropractor, but I wasn't really necessarily focused on my whole health picture. Gotcha. So things started to unravel, started to get a lot of um, symptoms, brain fog, um, insomnia, fatigue in the afternoons, um, att- you could call it attention deficit. Um, and and my, my, whole, my head felt like it was almost like it was floating. Mm-hmm. So I went from the, you know, type A, 4.0 student in the middle of the class, the annoying kid that always had his hand up and asking questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to the, the the kid in the back of the class that was um, struggling through school. And in fact, I actually um, uh, failed one of my classes, and it was a huge um, wake up call for me. Yeah. And and so at that point, I was like, well, I got to figure this out. I'm I'm supposed to be a doctor. <laughs> I'm right. supposed to supposed to help people, and my life is kind of falling apart on me. So, um, I started going through the student clinic and then, you know, students couldn't help me. And I started going to see the clinicians, uh, the clinicians couldn't help me. Um, and so I started going outside and I found, uh, it was, that was probably about four other regular doctors that Mm -hmm. I found. Um, finally the eighth provider was a, um, a psychiatrist and, you know, I thought, hey, maybe uh, it's depression. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't realize at the time that the only tool that the psychiatrist had was medication. Right. And, and they said, well, you know, you're depressed and you probably need this medication. And I said, you know, just um, inherently in my beliefs, I just felt like that was the wrong way to go. And then um, a buddy of mine said, hey, you know what? My doctor helped me a lot. 
he does this thing called functional medicine. You should go check him out. And I was like, okay, well, what's to, to, to lose at this point? <laughs> right. Um, I, I've already got thousands of dollars invested in this. Um, I don't want a chronic problem because it had already been eight months. Right. And I went and saw him. And, you know, he really was the first person that looked at me and, you know, with labs, with muscle testing, with actually spending time with me one-on-one. -on -one. And he said, uh, hey, Ian, you have leaky gut. Mm -hmm. And you, and I was like, what is that? <laughs> is that even a real thing? Like, did you make that up? Um, and, and unfortunately, which it actually really truly is a real thing. And yep. it really is actually backed by science, but right. there are no drugs that treat it. So, you know, it's kind of one of those like weird things where it's, it's, it's at the root cause issue for so many different chronic problems, but I just didn't know what the heck this was. Mm -hmm. So, um, I followed his instructions, uh, started doing dietary changes, taking some supplementation. He was, a, you know, kind of adjusting me really gently. And then, but it was really a lot of coaching that he was giving me at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, and in three months, I really kind of actually had my life back. Mm -hmm. And that was the, that catalyst, right? We kind of, a lot of times we, as healthcare practitioners, um, we have our own journey, right? And that was that catalyst that I, it made me look at my life mm -hmm. and start realizing, huh, maybe coffee twice a day, uh, <laughs> dark chocolate, and then Guinness is not the best way to manage my stress. Right. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, with, you know, with like pasta meals sure. uh, every, <laughs> every, every other day because, you know, I'm a, I'm a carb junkie. I admit not. it. Right. <laughs> and, and, so a lot has changed, right? Because now, um, I got out of school and I just, I made, um, I just kind of made a commitment that I really wanted to help people with chronic and complex issues. And in fact, actually, when I got out of school, um, my grandfather got diagnosed with Parkinson's. Oh, and sorry. I had no idea. Yeah, it was it was horrible. I mean, he's a World War II veteran, um, decorated, just one of these, you know, greatest generation, right? Mm -hmm. Ama amazing human being. Just loved being around this person. And he just fell apart in front of our eyes in the matter of two years. Yeah. So it was so frustrating to see that happen. And then I started going to seminars and really started realizing like, oh my gosh, like a lot about this Parkinson's issue is autoimmune mm -hmm. and oh wow, like I should start learning about celiac disease because guess what? I had celiac disease. Oh. Uh-huh. And so that's what I didn't actually realize at the time. Mm -hmm. But then after I got out of grad school, I thought I was like, well, once in a while I can cheat mm -hmm. on gluten and, and literally I cheated and went to a CU football game and oh my God, it was so much fun. And then <laughs> I was, I was hung over sure. like for two, two weeks and it was like, well, this is not like the regular, you know, CU football, you know, hangover. It was like, I was brain fogged and I started getting the same feelings. And then I actually got this rash on my arm. Mm -hmm. And that rash was something called dermatitis herpetiformis. Yep. And I didn't realize it again. But then I started going to these seminars and I was like, oh my God, these are all the symptoms that I have. Um, here's all the medical research that supports it. Right. And then I started connecting that and seeing the, the connection with a lot of my own family's um, health issues. And I started to, that, that again was another huge wake up moment for me. And I was like, wait a second, I feel like I'm being called, mm -hmm. right? We have that calling to start to really help people with chronic and complex issues. And then again, that's, you know, that's why I launched my most recent brand, Dr. Autoimmune, because I want to work exclusively with autoimmune patients. And there's mm -hmm. so many um, out there. Mm -hmm. 
And, um, and that's just something that I wish I had known earlier. Right. I think that would have benefited me. It would have really obviously have benefited my, um, my family. And that, that's frustrating to me. Sure. Absolutely. And that's, that story sounds so similar. So many of us that end up in functional medicine do it because of something that happened in our own lives that drives us in that direction. And we recognize yeah. that that is like getting to the root cause makes all the difference. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's either that or. Um, a lot of the doctors that I went to seminars with, they're just burnt out from the medical model. Right. And then they're like, I would like to do something, uh, so that I actually can still continue practicing and and feel like I'm bringing, bringing value and not just this, you know, machine that I call Mm -hmm. it a model of get them in, get them out, get them the pharmaceuticals. And then we'll just kind of hope that that gets better. Right. Yeah. I can imagine that would be super frustrating. Mm-hmm. So, so what would you say uh, is the best or some of the best, let's say, functional medicine approaches to resolving autoimmune conditions? Maybe as far as like, how do you start by looking for the root cause? Let's go there. For sure. For sure. Well, um, I think in any chronic disease, um, this is true, but especially true when it relates to autoimmunity. Mm-hmm. And that is we have to look to the gut first. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's very easy to get distracted by, uh, what's out there in, in the functional medicine community, which is lab testing. And, and I do those, I absolutely will do things like that to make sure that I'm, you know, not getting my patient into trouble. And I'm really actually making sure, Hey, what's really going on with them diagnosis wise. But, um, looking actually at the fundamentals, I can tell everyone is the most important thing. Like one of the things that was really, really hard for me to learn from my personal experience was, Hey, when you do get exposed to gluten, get ready for the wild ride. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that for me can last months. Oh gosh. Yeah. It, yeah. So like it was a realization of holy cow. Yes. It's great to do like a 30 day detox. Right. And we do these like cleanses mm-hmm. and they are amazing. But if we go back to the same lifestyle habits mm-hmm. of refined foods, right? All those foods that basically are just white, they are unrefined. They are going to actually create and deplete, you know, issues. Um, you know, having some kind of a new foundation of our diet that mm-hmm. feeds the good bacteria in our gut mm-hmm. eliminates those foods that we would say are pro-inflammatory. Right. Um, and, and kind of, you know, at the same time, making sure that, that with that gut health, we are also serving the other things in our life that will then impact the gut health. And a, a, like a quick example would be like stress. Mm-hmm. Stress is probably one of the most fundamental things um, associated with autoimmunity that, um, I think a lot of times is underappreciated. Um, and, and by looking at those things, you know, head on and saying, okay, what am I going to have to do about those problems Mm -hmm. is probably another huge and critical issue because a lot of my clients are just under tremendous stress, just like I was Mm -hmm. and their gut function is off either because of their own choices or because of what cortisol that hormone is doing to their gut. Mm -hmm. Right. And and then all of a sudden they start to get infections and food sensitivities and we get this leakiness process. So I think that that right there, if if we can turn our attention to consistency to the diet, Mm -hmm. uh, there is honestly no supplement that can replace that that item right there. Yeah. And there's nothing, there's nothing harder too. I know. Absolutely. (laughs) It's it's the, it's so hard to be consistent and it's, it's, um, it's challenging and it's like, it's like being consistent with, with religion. It's like, yes, 
you really do need to be there Sundays. Like, <laughs> you, like it's the reminder, right? That, that, sure. that goes, oh, wait, bring yourself back into to focus. And of course, we can have a personal relationship and that's that's critical. But um, that's one of the beauties of, of just that regular practice mm-hmm. is that you are rewarded for being consistent. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Definitely makes sense. So, and uh, just curious, do you do a lot of investigation into molecular mimicry kind of a situation in your practice as well? Yeah. You- well, well, one, I mean, looking at that, um, I used to do a lot more testing around this, mm-hmm. but molecular mimicry, right? That process where uh, the immune system is kind of tagging and then going after our own tissues as a result of you know, it could be an infection, an environmental trigger, something else. Um, it, it's definitely one of the obvious and main mechanisms behind autoimmunity. Mm-hmm. And there is testing out there that you can do from companies like Cyrex or there's these cross reactivity antibody panels. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are helpful for sure. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, when, um, Let's just say, you know, the most common thing that I see in my practice is, is um, Hashimoto's or thyroid issues, Absolutely, right? One of the yep. super, right? I'm sure it is the same for, you, for your practice. Yep. So, so common. And so often people don't even realize that their thyroid issue is autoimmune, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so if we know that there is an autoimmune issue going on and we have antibodies present, mm-hmm. I, I know there's mimicry going on. Absolutely. And I know there's going to be a process where you know, that thyroid tissue, for example, right, is being targeted, but it could be uh, BPA, bisphenol A, plastics mm-hmm. that they were exposed to. It could be they had um, a gram-negative bacterial infection or an overgrowth issue going on in their gut, or, mm-hmm. you know, they're cross-reacting to gluten. Mm-hmm. And really, it was celiac first, and then it actually is now manifesting as a thyroid issue. Mm-hmm. So there's so many of those different things, right? We all know that, that, that roughly half of people, once they're diagnosed, they already have other autoimmune issues. And then it's kind of that, it's just that snowball that, that, that goes from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, for listeners who might not be familiar with neurofeedback, can you tell us a little mm. bit about the mechanisms behind that? Why does it work? And what is cool, it cool. and why does so, it work? <laughs> right. So, so neurofeedback is a uh, listed as a type of biofeedback. Mm-hmm. And so biofeedback is neat because, like I had mentioned before, one of these triggering mechanisms that seems to be behind a lot, a lot of chronic issues um, is your sympathetic versus your parasympathetic tone. Mm-hmm. And that would kind of be like, um, are you more in a fight or flight stage or are you more in a rest, relax and digest stage? Mm-hmm. And the healthiest people seem to have flexibility between those systems. I mean, they can go into sympathetic and they can bring themselves down from a sympathetic into a rest and relax. Mm-hmm. For all of our lovely clients out there, suffering from chronic anxiety and that anxiety turns into depression and they have chronic digestive issues many times it's not the probiotics that they need from that supplement many times it's that they're learning their behavior their reactions to to stimulus in their environment Mm -hmm. it's unhealthy they developed unhealthy patterns right Mm -hmm. same thing i did the exact same thing where uh, you know i kind of think to the worst Mm -hmm. and this is where having that religious perspective is so important because we can remind ourselves that, wait a second, we're not in control and it's, it's okay. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But, but, but biofeedback is kind of the science of looking at the body's rhythms Mm -hmm. and then actually providing what we call a stimulus or a cue that 
exercises and coaxes a rhythm back into the normal range. Mm -hmm. And so neurofeedback is a process where we would do a map on someone's brain. That's kind of like, it's like a cap. It goes over someone's head. We collect the information from their neurons. Mm -hmm. And then what we're doing, it's really called an EEG. Mm -hmm. And what we're doing with that information, we're comparing it to tens of thousands of people that are in a database to see what normals are. Uh Then if they're outside of that range in the brain wave, let's say, for example, if we're talking about alpha, that's an emotionality-based wave, they have high alpha, Mm -hmm. and that's driving this sympathetic reaction. Well, again, that's going to create problems with their ability to digest. Mm -hmm. And that is the number, like, just like we said, the number one, probably most important thing as far as for chronic diseases is looking to that gut, but it's really also looking to the brain because the brain is very much engaged in what's going on with the gut. So in our office, Uh, we actually do it bothly in the office and we do it remote and and what it really comes down to is people watching videos mm-hmm. and their video experience actually changes if they have a negative um kind of uh, brainwave pattern going on mm-hmm. and then they don't have as good of a movie experience versus when their brains are doing what you want them to do and then all of a sudden the movie experience becomes really enhanced and it's the full movie experience <laughs> so the whole point is we're trying to reward the brain wave or the neurons to be in the normal range. And when that happens consistently, your brain goes, oh, I get it. This is what you want. Ah. Oh, and here, here's what you get. More relaxation, better digestion, better sleep. So then th- that process, once repeated, it can actually become a permanent process. Mm, okay. And you can do this remotely. You don't necessarily yeah. have to have people in office. Okay. Yes. Yes. We do it remotely as well, which is pretty cool. It's, you know, it's like everything else, the whole technology thing. And really obviously what's happened out there right. um, in, in 2020 and how much everything has kind of been pushed to, to help tell it. I'm sure you've experienced this, right? Where yep. like, it's fine. I, we did, we tell our clients, Hey, look, you know, you can come in if you want, if it's going to create fear for you, we'd rather do telehealth with you instead mm-hmm. um, because we certainly don't want you looking over your shoulder when you're trying to talk to me about really intimate um, health issues. Right, right. So it's it's just another option. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Very cool. Okay. Yeah. So um, what are maybe a couple of health tips that you'd like to share with our listeners right now? How do people go about optimizing their health even if they don't have, if they do or if they don't have any actual diagnoses going on right now? Okay. Okay. I think this is good. So, um, I love, love again that, that this is a Christian health podcast because mm-hmm. I get to talk about a lot of that, that, that stuff. And I don't normally yeah, when absolutely. I'm talking to other, uh, other podcasts. Yeah. So I think probably for me, one of a, I, I was pretty inconsistent about this, but since 2020, it's really made me become consistent. And I think it's really helped my health. Mm-hmm. And that is right when I wake up and right before I go to bed, I pray. Absolutely. And, and I get into that mindfulness place. I get into that place of gratitude. There is so much research on um, the regular practice of gratitude and prayer lends a natural way to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I can't imagine one prayer uh, of not exercising, having thankfulness for all the blessings that I have in my life. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that is so much that you can go through that. And hopefully at the same time, you would actually be incorporating kind of belly breaths. Yep. And so, right. So that you get actually that really good breath flow going while you're actually going through a prayer. And that could be going through, you know, your um, devotions if you want, but really I think it's also just going into that space, closing your eyes 
and it's breathing and being grateful and it's asking God for that that wisdom of that day mm-hmm. and and going through all those you know different things that you have um, consistently that are actually again really good for you and mm-hmm. asking for guidance at that point because then again you're, you're reminding yourself hey look I'm not in control okay good mm-hmm. <laughs> that's great let's see what the day brings us and let's be joyful for that yeah um, that's one thing I think that's great and it's, anyone can do that I think um, probably another huge one is that we uh, consume fat and protein in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, we are, there has actually been really good research showing that we can improve cortisol, we can improve um, weight loss mm-hmm. if we're consuming more protein and fat dominant in the morning. Mm-hmm. And we're having, if we're gonna have those carbohydrates, i.e. vegetables. <laughs> um, <laughs> Way to okay, throw that guys, out there, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't get confused. Vegetables, people are like, yes! chocolate bars. I'm like, no, okay. um, unless it's like natural cocoa and it's, it's, it's stevia sweetened. And then, then we can talk. Okay? Right. Right. But, Absolutely. but, um, it's more, you know, again, because of insulin and cortisol and what they're doing at different times of the day. Right. So they are hormones and most hormones are under circadian rhythms. So if we learn to utilize our macronutrients, meaning more fat and protein in the morning, um, and I personally do, you know, like the, the eggs for my chickens. Um, and then I'll usually will do, um, like kind of like some, like a, a coffee alternative, but I put whole fat into that, um, you know, like canned coconut milk and I put, you know, kind of then typically some collagen protein in there. Mm-hmm. So I kind of have like my own little ritual, but again, it's just more protein and fat in the AM mm-hmm. in the afternoon PM. It's going to be salads and it's going to be, um, you know, maybe it's going to be some protein, but not as much. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be much more the uh, sweet potatoes and yams and squash and all the other really good carbohydrates that are there because I also exercise in the morning. And that's something that I regularly, you know, I routinely recommend for everyone. And that's, you know, it's highly individualized. But I think if we can get up and get up and end our day with gratitude, if Mm -hmm. we can actually get our day going correctly with the right kind of fuel, mm-hmm. we're not going to be tempted nearly so much with the stimulants, mm-hmm. with the sugar, with um, the, the negative thought patterns that are so, it's, I mean, it's so, I mean, it, it is incredibly hard these days to be positive, right? <laughs> Isn't that the truth? And, it's, <laughs> and, it's, and this is obviously why it's like, I tell my clients, kill your TV. Right. Yep. Be careful of Facebook. Be careful of these places. Yes, social media is an amazing invention, but at the same time, there are vested interests to keep us in a place of fear, mm-hmm. which is not biblical, mm-hmm. and it is not helpful for our health. Absolutely. So true. we have to be careful about that stuff. Absolutely true. Yep. So the, lots of great tips right there. It is interesting that you mentioned it. You know, it's so important to have protein and fat in the mornings. But whenever I yep. tell people that they need to change their breakfast, that's the hardest thing because that's tons of carbs. <laughs> so that's like America has carbs in the morning. That's just what we do. Yep. So it's absolutely oh, difficult. Look, if I could have hash browns every single morning, right? I would just I would love to eat that and then you know a year later when I realized that I just gained 10 pounds Mm -hmm. and it's around my belly Mm -hmm. and I'm going huh how did I gain that extra weight? I don't understand. Um, you know, then it's like, oh wait, duh. That definitely. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to be doing that for sure. Very cool. Yeah, and the, I like that you're pulling out. Of course, the meditation is gonna is a big part of the podcast that mm. I do here. Um, but yeah, yeah. that's it, that's another way to get yourself into parasympathetic. Also, like what you were talking about mm-hmm. with the neurofeedback, because you're actually recognizing yes. you do not need to solve it all. That makes such a huge difference. 
Mm, so, it's huge. Yeah, for sure. So what have I not asked you that you would like to make sure you leave with our listeners? Mm, I, I want you to ask me, can autoimmune disease be reversed? Can autoimmune disease be reversed? One hundred percent, absolutely, yes. Mm-hmm. Right, and so and so. Here's the thing. Here's here's the uh, the the sound bite, which is you should of course work with your doctor when you're attempting any of these things, of and you should not come off of your medications unless you're working with your physician. All the disclaimers. Okay. Yeah. So yes, the disclaimers, right? Mm-hmm. But so here's the thing. In um, 2005, mm-hmm. the father of uh, autoimmunity, his name is Alessio Fasano, mm-hmm. and if it sounds a town is and this dude is italian and he is like wishes that he could be eating bread and he's a hilarious guy to watch live (laughs) but he is known as kind of the father of celiac disease Hmm. and he published a paper in 2005 that was called mechanisms of disease the role of intestinal barrier function in the pathogenesis of gastrointestinal autoimmune diseases and in that paper he laid out Basically, the three things that occur and, and, and contribute to autoimmune disease, which is genes, can't really control a whole lot of that. We can't have some influence on that, but we don't choose our genes. Mm-hmm. Our environment and triggers, mm-hmm. and that those are the three things, right? And that are impacting upwards of eight to ten percent of the U.S. population. Mm-hmm. And it has to be all three of those together that, again, turn into leaky gut. Mm-hmm. And one of his conclusions at the end of the paper, he says, quote, and suggests that the autoimmune process can be arrested, meaning it could be stopped, if mm-hmm. the interplay between genes and environmental triggers is prevented by reestablishing intestinal barrier function. Mm-hmm. Now, that is kind of a mouthful, right? Mm-hmm. But what he is going on the record saying is that you can reverse autoimmunity if you figure out how to reestablish that intestinal barrier function. Mm-hmm. And, and there's two things to that. One is, yes, we have the ability to figure out what's driving, you know, through a functional medicine process, through a naturopathic process. You can figure out what's driving this issue, remove that issue. Mm-hmm. But what I really, really, really want to encourage your listeners to look into are these cells called T regulatory cells. Mm -hmm. And those cells are the absolute most important uh, generals or symphony conductors of our immune system. Mm -hmm. And they learn that, okay, if this is the new normal for us to to attack our own tissue, we're just going to go ahead and continue to attack our own tissue. Right. But there are things that we can take dietarily, supplementally, right, that Mm -hmm. actually now re-regulate the regulatory cells. Mm -hmm. So we can actually get those cells working for us again. And that is huge because sometimes you might have, like for my my grandfather's example, he removed gluten from his diet, Mm -hmm. but the inflammation did not turn off because he didn't get those T regulatory cells working for him again. And so there are things that, and I'll give your listeners here, there's, there's um, the, the highlights of things that do that mm-hmm. from a nutrient perspective. It's vitamin A, mm-hmm. vitamin D. We've been hearing a lot about that vitamin D, right? Yep, absolutely. Vitamin K, so ADK, mm-hmm. alpha-lipoic acid, also known as ALA, mm-hmm. 
green tea extract, you know, and you know, can you you can use green tea or you can use a decaffeinated green tea. You know, they, they both work. Or you can use an extract in a supplement. And then there are probiotics, and there's more specific strains of probiotics, but in general, also we know pre and probiotics stimulate these T regulatory cells. Mm -hmm. awesome. So if people, um, if pe and I guess the, the conclusion of that is, if people are frustrated, you know, they're like, oh, I went gluten free, um, I, I dealt with the, the infection in the gut, um, I feel like I got my stress under control, and you're still having problems. Mm -hmm it may be that that immune system needs more attention. And that's mm -hmm. usually a really good place to actually focus your efforts. Yeah, so it's like you're hitting a reset button on your immune system. With exactly, those 100%. And, and, you know, and again, don't get frustrated if you're going into your doctor and they're saying, well, leaky gut doesn't exist or um, there's really nothing I can do for you on that or there's no drugs that treat this. Remember, all they're saying to you is, the tricks and the tools I have in my tool bag are not what's going to be what you need. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. So please go. So the, the moral of the story is please go find someone that keep, actually can't help you. Keep looking. Absolutely. For yep, sure. You got it. So where can people learn more about you and your practice? Sure. Um, probably the easiest way is uh, just drautoimmune.com. Um, and we have social media out there, Facebook and Instagram and all that, that, that fun stuff. But, um, that would be, I think a good place to go to just to kind of explore the website and see what they, what they see. Um, we got a blog there, of course, just like you have a beautiful blog, by the way, like, Thank you. like really very nice. I was looking at it before and I was like, man, this, this, well, this doctor's got some game. <laughs> um, and, and so I think that's a great place for people to get some of those resources. Um, and there you go. Awesome. Well, very cool. Well, we'll link to that in the show notes. And thank you so much, Dr. Holloman, for your time. Really appreciate all of your great information. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much. God bless you. God bless you. I want to take a moment to thank the sponsor of Christian Natural Health, Let's Get Checked. Let's Get Checked offers at-home finger prick testing for commonly deficient vitamins D, B12, and folate. Vitamin D is very important for immune function, protecting against acute illness and autoimmunity. It's also critical for your mental health. What you might not know is that even if you're getting a lot of sun like we are in Arizona this time of year, many of us are still low. That's because the process of turning sunlight into vitamin Vitamin D takes 48 hours and requires the oils on your skin. So if you bathe daily, you're interrupting the process and you might still be low. Vitamin B12 and folate, which is vitamin B9, are best known for their role in the methylation cycle, which is one of your liver's six main pathways for detoxification and responsible for, among other things, activating all your happy neurotransmitters. They're also important for energy. Word to the wise, if you're taking B12 or folate in supplement form, stop a couple days before you get tested as otherwise you'll get an artificially inflated result rather than a true read of your levels. You can order the, the tests for all three, uh, no doctor's order required, at trylgc.com slash cnh. You'll get a package containing lancets for your finger and a test tube for the collection of a small amount of blood and a prepaid label to ship it back. Once you receive the results, if you've got any questions, you can speak to a nurse practitioner on their team. Again, that link is trylgc.com slash cnh and enter coupon code cnh20 for 20% off your order. Thanks for listening to Christian Natural Health. This show is run by you, so please write in with topic and guest suggestions for future shows. For more great content, subscribe to Dr. Lauren's blog at www.drlaurendeville.com.
facebook.com or follow her on Facebook or Twitter at Dr. Lauren DeVille. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to share it with your friends and give us a five-star rating in iTunes. It really helps us to stand out so other people can discover great content as well. Have a great week and God bless you. What do you do when the world around you is falling apart? It's amazing to me how many people are breathing air. They're going about their business and doing the things you're supposed to do. But if you really ask them, they know that on the inside, they are spiritually and emotionally and relationally dead. If we're not careful, all of us can experience that death. When what we need to do, even as the world around us is falling apart, we need to learn how to march when it would be easier to stay where we are and die. Join me each week on the March or Die show as we discuss that and so much more.